Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Hey, it's Coach John Cantera. Thanks for downloading and listening to The John Cantera Show. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen and favorite us on the Odyssey app. You can always listen live weekdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Eleven thirty-seven. the time. We're about eight minutes away from the uh, Zoom press conference with... Uh, President of Baseball Operations, General Manager A.J. Preller. As far as we know, he's going to be the only one on this Zoom uh, call. We're going to carry the press conference in its entirety. And then uh, following the press conference, we're going to reopen the phone lines and uh, get your response to what is said at this press conference. We have absolutely no idea what is going to be said. Hey, I want to remind everyone you can tune in to kickoff with Boomer Esiason and Mike Valeni every week. Boomer and Valeni preview the entire slate of NFL games, analysis from Boomer, picks from Mike, the biggest stories in the league packed into an hour, Friday nights at 6 p.m. right here on 97.3 The Fan and always live on the free Odyssey app presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it and by Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. want to remind everyone, when we uh, carry this press conference today, today's a commercial-free uh, coverage of the Padres' end-of-the-season press conference presented by your San Diego County Toyota Dealers Association. So there you have it. All right, uh, let's tuck in a couple of calls, and uh, Braden's uh, monitoring this Zoom press conference. We'll get to it as soon as AJ uh, gets to the podium. Patty in San Diego, welcome to the John Contreras Show. Patty, how are you? I'm doing fine. It's a beautiful day in San Diego. Thank God we're all living here. Um, um, just a couple things. Kevin in Allied Gardens, God bless you. But I've been here since uh, Westgate Bark 2. My father used to take me to the games and everything. And the Kevin in Chula Vista, I think you're, he's right on, you know, whether he's East Coast or West Coast. I think, you know, it's Peter Seidler and AJ or one, whatever they say. I think it's very suspect that you have a Zoom call, no Bob Melvin, no media. It speaks volumes, no matter what the outcome is. Um, we've got a problem here in San Diego with our Padres. We've got wonderful talent. We've had a wonderful year of, you know, great moments and highlights and great 
play, um, you know, on the field. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. And as my late father said, you know, it's the only game in town, so enjoy it while you got it. And I think you and Braden still ought to go get your cowboy hats because <laughs> <laughs> it may be rodeo, surfing, and over the line. I have a friend who's a Dodger fan, and he continually teases me, Patty, you better start getting your cowboy hat and your over-the-line uh, program and go enjoy what you got in San Diego. And I don't know who the sports writer is. Again, fish tacos here in San Diego. Enjoy it. We've got a great team, great uniforms with the uh, the uh, urban um, outfitters with the beautiful um, things. And maybe Phil Nevin might want to come back, but I don't know who would want to come back to this dysfunctional mess unless they actually pull back the curtain and say, hey, this is what we're doing and we're making changes. And I'm not optimistic at this point, but I'm going to support the Padres. Go Padres. And that's all I've got to say for today. All righty, Patty. Yeah, thank you very much. And again, uh, we're uh, only uh, a few moments away from heading out to Petco Park. A.J. Preller, from what we understand, is going to be the only one on this Zoom uh, press conference today. Bob Melvin, a year ago, uh, as I mentioned a couple of different times, Bob Melvin was part of this last year, and this was actually in person last year, where uh, they uh, stood uh, or sat up there and uh, took questions from the media. Uh, it came down at about 9, right around 9.30, between 9.30 and 9.40 this morning that the Padres were going to do this, and we have no idea what A.J. is going to say today. John in San Diego, welcome to 97.3 The Fan. Nice to have you today. Oh, man, it's a lovely day, but guess what? This conference has a smell of BS all over it on multiple levels. Let me start with, number one, if he is coming back, if he's not, either he's not coming back, which is BS, or two, He's going to have a press conference, show the arrogant control for you. If he's going to have a press conference and Bob's coming back, why wouldn't he, especially under these circumstances, under the cloud of this season, under the cloud of all the media, why wouldn't he bring Bob along with this press conference and say, hey, look, we're going to get this right, even if we're not on this. We're going to at least give the appearance that we're trying to work it out, work on get on the same page and straighten this out, and allow Bob to thank all the fans because of the – you know the way they came out, and I, I just, I just think it's BS all the way around. I, I, I don't, I don't like the smell of this at all. Well, uh, Bob Melvin, on numerous uh, occasions, and I know the last home game, you know, he came out and thanked the fans again. He's done that throughout the course of the year. I mean, and Bob, I remember the very first press conference that Braden and I were at. Uh, when Bob got the job and he talked about what it was like bringing his Oakland athletics in and be, uh, stationed over in that, uh, third base dugout and the fan support. And, you know, he was pretty, uh, pretty enamored by the fans even before he ever managed his first game for the Padres. Yeah. I mean, if in fact he is still coming back, why, why wouldn't he be part of this? Well, that's a very good point. Very good point. Well, John, I'll tell you what. We're a little about a minute and a half away, I think, from going to Petco Park. I'll let you go. And uh, we'll see see what happens. And, uh, again, I want to remind everyone, after the the, uh, press conference is over, and we're going to play it in its entirety, we will have a station ID at the top of the hour uh, for 10 seconds. But we're going to open the phone lines up. And and pretty much the rest of the show, we're going to take your reaction to whatever A.J. Preller has to say today. Because right now we're sitting at about 11.44, and they said 11.45. You know that never really starts on time, but we'll see. And uh, again, uh, 
I, I don't know. I, I don't know where this is going to go. I have no idea where their investigation that Mr. Seidler said they were going to do. I don't think you can uh, do an investigation in 48 to 72 hours. I think uh, it's an ongoing investigation when your organization is faltering. And we'll uh, we'll see exactly uh, what goes on here. And uh going to be interesting going to be really interesting and we got baseball we haven't even been able to talk about the playoff games today and yesterday and we'll we'll do that here uh shortly uh Braden I can only imagine what is going to be said today it's I don't know this could go a couple of different ways I think I think so too and still sitting here waiting for the uh the zoom to start got a lot of uh Big time reporters on there, as as well as our uh, local media, and uh, about forty five participants at this point in time uh, in on the Zoom. So uh, we'll see uh, what 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 the Padres have in store for this uh, press conference led by AJ Preller, and then uh, try to uh, pass along any other additional information that we uh, get as it comes about. But as of right now, still still kind of wait waiting for it to get started. Okay, and again, I want to remind everyone today's commercial-free uh, coverage of the Padres end of the season press conference presented by your San Diego Toyota Dealer Association. Uh, Braden, uh, uh, you've got a list, uh, and I know it's in front of you. Bob Nightingale on this call by any chance? Uh, not Bob Scanlon's there. I Bob not, Scanlon? I do not see Bob Nightingale. I wonder if Bob Scanlon's going to ask the first question he normally does. It's possible. How yeah. about Scott Miller? Uh, Scott Miller's on the call. Scott yeah. Miller. And now Craig Huner is addressing everybody, saying about a one-minute Zoom. Okay, Craig Huner, the director of uh, public relations for the fans out there that don't know, uh, for the San Diego Padres. So Craig Huner is uh, Don Orsillo today. That's right. And uh, Kevin Acey and AJ Castville have already put the request in for questions. So we'll see. How that plays out. They're going to let uh, everybody join for the next uh, 60 seconds or so, and then uh, hopefully we'll be on our way. A.J. Preller has now uh, jumped on his Zoom from his office, and uh, we'll see when they want to start it here. I would About ima- 30 seconds. I would imagine A.J. Preller is not looking forward to this one today. He's dressed nice. He's got a little blue button down, taking a sip of water, and getting ready to go here. Well, we're going to get some fan reaction here after this. And again, we'll play this press conference in its entirety. And still waiting. About a couple uh, couple more seconds here, Coach. No, they're they're really uh, right on. I mean, we're working at 11, 46, 54, 55, 56. So we're going to get underway shortly after 11, 47. All right. I think we'll go ahead and get started here. I uh, appreciate you all joining us All right. We're going to head it out uh, to we Petco Park and A.J. Preller. Operations and General Manager A.J. Preller. As I mentioned, if you have a question, please put your name in the group chat. We'll call on you, but we'll start off with a statement from AJ, and then we'll go to your questions. AJ, you can take it away. Thanks, Greg. Just uh, a few quick comments, and uh, then we'll open up to questions. Um, You know, we started this year with World Series expectations, I think rightfully so, coming off the LCS berth and having a very talented Major League roster. Obviously, it was a frustrating and disappointing season. Um, you know, we never really fired on all cylinders. Um, and I don't, you know, I think we didn't play the baseball that we thought we were capable of, uh, from the starting point of the season. Um, you know, I think personally for myself, you know, it feels like a lost and missed opportunity. Um, it's not every year as a general manager that you can honestly, uh, look up at the start of the season and feel like, Hey, if we got a few breaks, um, that we could hoist the world series trophy. And, and I felt that way at the start of this year. 
Um, I think everybody has their own, you know, kind of fluky stat or unlucky story from this year. Uh, but I'm a su- subscriber to the belief that, uh, you know, you are what your record uh, says you are. And ultimately, we're, we're not playing baseball right now in October. Um, you know, I think uh, we have some incredibly talented people in this organization. I think from our players uh, to our major league manager, our field staff, uh, high performance teams, our R&D groups, uh, Peter Seiler as an owner, um, you know, Eric and, and Caroline on the business side. Um, you know, we take our job serious and you know, I can, I can confidently tell you that we're, we are, uh, you know, we're going to learn from this year and be better for it. Um, you know, our minor leagues and our scouting group, uh, has done some really nice work this year. And I think that's going to put us in a, in a better position for 24 and going forward. Um, and the bar has clearly been raised in San Diego. I think that's a goal that we all had and that leadership team had over the last five seasons. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, our group embraces those expectations, um, you know, and embraces the, uh, the idea that, you know, that, that this season, you know, um, you know, ultimately uh, didn't get to where we wanted to get to. And, you know, our leadership group, you know, I know it's going to be an all out pursuit from myself and from that leadership team. Um, you know, to to get to where our incredible fans expect us to be here going forward, which is playing both postseason baseball at this time of year. So that being said, open it up to any questions and uh, appreciate it, Craig. Yeah, we'll go ahead and get started with Kevin AC, Union Tribune. AJ, what can you say about Bob Melvin's future with the Padres? Yeah, Bob is, is, is our manager and uh, it's going to be our manager going forward. Um, I think uh, you know, both he and I, a lot's been said, obviously, in the last few weeks, but both he and I are very excited, um, you know, about uh, the challenge of, of getting this, of getting this group, uh, you know, back to the postseason next year. You know, we've had, had it, you know, again, I think, uh, you know, from that standpoint, uh, a lot's been said. And, and I think with, with Bob and myself, um, you know, um, you know, I, I think we just even in the last couple of days, um, you know, you get a chance to, to recap and, and look at some different things. And, you know, both of us feel really good about where things are at going forward. What sort of differences, if any, would there be in the like chain of command or the relationship? I mean, how how can this be better going forward? What have you thought about in those terms? You know, again, I think I think at the end of the season, like the focus for myself was was uh, just getting the team to the postseason. And I think. Um, you know, I think you know some some of the some of the the, the conversations. I think from from our end, um, you know, I, I think you know, the, I think what we talked about here in the last couple of days. It's you know, it, it's ultimately about how how we get this better, how we do this better. Um, you know, I think Bob understands that. You know, for my job, it's to put the roster together. Um, I have a ton of respect for Bob and his experiences and the way he leads our team. He led the team to the LCS last year. Um, you know, I think he's the manager of the club, um, the GM and, you know, you work together, you work hand in hand. And I think at times there's, there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of agreement at times there's, there's going to be healthy, you know, healthy conversation, healthy disagreement. Um, but I think we both feel, you know, like, like ultimately on the, on the big picture items, you know, the, the belief in this group, the belief in this team, what we need to do to get it going forward. I think we have a chance to kind of reaffirm that in the last few days and feel really good about where we're at going moving on. Hey, I just got one more. If there were to be an opportunity to come up for Bob, would uh, would that be something that he could pursue? 
Yeah, I think I think in terms of like, you know, those questions, you know, I, I think those are all kind of, kind of personal matters and private matters. We never really comment on those in terms of other clubs and, and interest in any of our employees. Um, you know, I think, again, with Bob, he's he's under contract. He's our manager. Um, and I think we're both excited going forward into, uh, you know, into the offseason. AJ Casavell, MLB.com. AJ, Peter's statement, statement the other day said that there would be necessary changes made. And so I'm just wondering, like, what you, after, I mean, you said the season kind of was a missed opportunity and a missed chance. Like, what are those changes that need to be made then uh, going forward to, to, to fix that? Yeah, I mean, obviously every year is different with the roster, you know, so I think we, we've, we, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that here over the next couple of weeks, free agency trades, everything, you know, everything from that standpoint. I think we'll, we'll, we'll look back and, you know, hey, like, I think some of the things that me and Bob already have talked about, how well did we handle the expectations, um, you know, talk about, you know, our ability to, to perform when it mattered most kind of high leverage situations. Um, you know, I think again, like the, you know, uh, you know, looking from an offensive standpoint, um, you know, we, as the year got on, we, we got better, but Billy handled right hand pitching, um, you know, creating a deep and talented bullpen and, and a deep pitching staff. Those are all different things that we'll, we'll continue to talk about. Um, you know, and I think things that are going to have to be better, like going forward. Um, but I, I think the, the flip of it is we've got some really talented players here, you know, and we've got a core group of, of players that have done a ton of winning. Um, you know, both here in San Diego and 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 on other teams, I think it's a good place to start, like moving forward. But I think we'll, you know, we're in that process now over the course of the next few weeks and months, where we we'll evaluate our team, kind of look at some of those things I just mentioned, and say, all right, how do we how do we get that going better from a from from you know from from a you know from a roster standpoint, from a you know performance standpoint. I think if we can nail a few of those things, we're going to be a pretty good spot next year. What do you make of the the depth issues that this team had in 2023, and then going forward, how can how can that be addressed, and can it be addressed with a with a payroll that's that's potentially less than what you had to work with this year? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think there's you know again, I think from the you, we always try you know from from the team, it's uh, you've got to have like really if you're going to win a World Series, you need to have you know supremely talented players. And a lot of them. So, I mean, I don't think there's anything different from a team build standpoint. We didn't build the team saying, hey, we're, we're looking to have, you know, four superstar players and, you know, that's it. I mean, I think from, from our standpoint, we look up and, you know, you look at a Hassan Kim, um, you know, what he did, guys like, you know, guys like, like Cronenworth and, and Grisham, guys like Campusano and his development, Gary Sanchez. Um, you know, I, I think like, you know, one through one through nine, there's a, you know, we, we feel like we have a good team and there's a lot of different ways to build it. There's teams playing in October right now that, you know, if you look at production from players nine through 13 on their roster, you know, is very minimal, but the top four or five guys perform very well. There's other teams that one through 13 have a, you know, have a, have a pretty good equal balance and blend. So there's no one way to get there. Every year is a little bit different. I think for us, like, you know, this year we didn't, we didn't get there, you know, and I think next year is going to be a different year, different team, different players. Um, you know, I think we, we feel confident that from a farm system standpoint, we've got, you know, a group that, uh, now getting to double A and the upper levels that is going to be able to help us and provide some more of that depth component. Um, but yeah, I think like honestly, I, I think it's, it's no different every year when we go into the offseason building a quality roster with, with a lot of different answers and possibilities and options for Bob and his staff. And that involves depth and also some some impactful players that perform at their highest uh, their highest level. If if Bob's back, what's the status of the of the rest of the coaching staff? How do you plan to kind of sort that out? And do you expect them? Do you expect the staff to be back? 
Yeah, I think you know, me and Bob, like, in, like any other year, me and Bob will sit down here over the course of the next couple of weeks and have those conversations, um, you know, feel good about a lot of the coaches that are on our big league staff. And, you know, we'll sit down over the next couple of weeks. And, you know, as we get to the end of this month, beginning of next month, you know, we'll, we'll, have, uh, we'll have our staff in place going forward. Go to Dennis Lynn. Hey, AJ. Uh, AJ Casimel just kind of mentioned this a little while ago, but uh, do you expect payroll to go down from its current level next year? And what does that mean if that's the case for uh, how you will put this roster together? Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, you know, again, like, um, you know, we, we we haven't gotten a payroll number yet. I think every year, you know, it's, uh, you know, the, the, the next couple of weeks is more of a review process, roster where we're at. You know, sit down with with Bob and the coaching staff, get their take and feedback. Um, you know, I think that's 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 really the next steps for us uh, over the course of the next few weeks. And you know, I think as we get into November, we get a better sense of where things are at from a payroll standpoint. You know, Peter at that point in time will establish, hey, this is this is where we're at exactly. Um, and then, you know, I think uh, I think you know we'll we'll get into the off season and. and Part of that is, is determined by who's on the market, what trades present themselves. Um, we have the ability to adjust depending on, you know, what situations and what players present themselves. So no no real difference to what we've done in the past. I think uh, use the next few weeks to kind of review and figure out where we're at on some different things, get prepared for the offseason. You know, as we get into uh, into November, we'll get more of a definitive idea of where we're at payroll-wise, and then, and then we adjust as we go from there. What kind of changes are being made or do you expect to be made with respect to the front office? Um, any personnel moves there or player development front, anything there? Uh, I mean, again, I think, um, you know, we have some really good people like, you know, throughout. And I think we see it consistently. You know, you mentioned on the player development side, I mean, consistently year in, year out, you know, we've uh, we've made some trades and, and we're able to replenish. And I think this year, um, you know, on the scan, I think that's a testament to our scouting group and, in our minor league coaching group and our minor league leadership team. Um, but we look every year. I mean, we look every year at like ways to get better. If there's talented people out there that we feel like can improve the organization, um, you know, we'll, we'll do that again this off season. And if there are, there are people that we feel like can, you know, improve whether it's the minor league component or, or our big league component, like, um, you know, we're always open to, to adding if we need to do that, but we feel like we have, you know, a pretty talented group down there that's done a good job. And next, we'll go to John Howard. Thanks, Craig. Uh, AJ, what kind of priority will be put on re-signing Blake Snell? Yeah, Blake, um, you know, obviously had a had a Cy Young caliber season, and I think we're we're hoping he wins that award, and he's he's well deserving to win that award. So, you know, the three years he's been here, he's performed at a super high level. Um, you know, we'll sit down. He's earned the right to be a free agent. So, you know, we'll sit down. I think there's there's high interest from from the organization in terms of having a pitcher like Blake, um, you know, in our rotation. Uh, those are the kind of guys you get to, that help you get to October. He helped us get there last year and performed, uh, you know, has performed well in October. So, you know, we'll sit down with with Blake and, and Scott Boris and have those conversations in the offseason, prioritize things uh, and go from there. But from an interest standpoint, he obviously pitched great. And, um, you know, I think, you know, making himself a big part of the organization in the last few years, um, I think all those things are a reason why we want Blake here with us. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. KWFN and KWFN HD1 San Diego. This is Tim Hill. And Tim Hill pumps his fist, heads to the dugout. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Padres play here on San Diego's number one sports station. 97.3 The Fan. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the lot of the past two years, making the, the trade to bring Josh in. Um, he's one of the best in the game at what he does, you know, and he's, uh, he's a guy that's going to get Cooperstown consideration down the road. Um, you know, last year in the postseason, he was a huge difference maker for us, you know, in the, in the playoff series wins, uh, had an all-star season this year. Um, you know, so I, I think from that standpoint, you need those kind of guys in the back of your bullpen. We'll have conversations with Josh and his agents as well, uh, kind of figure out where things stand up. But it's, it's, you know, the next few weeks, that's, that's what this is about. It's kind of like, Hey, this is this is the um, you know these are the marching orders. This is where we're going to go from a from a budget standpoint. Um, and you know, I think uh, you know, I think at that point in time, we can prioritize the different players and the different possibilities. But Josh is a you know is an elite performer, and we'll have those conversations about you know where he fits in for us this offseason. All right, thanks, AJ. Go to Marty Caswell. Hi, AJ. Were there any talks, extension talks with Bob Melvin or both sides, him going into the final year as a lame duck manager? Yeah, I think uh, consistent with what, what we always say when it comes down to contract talks and, and any kind of negotiation in our policy, you know, those are those are those are things we're not going to talk about publicly. Um, you know, so I, I think from that standpoint, um, you know, again, like consistent with how we always do it. We're not we're not going to comment on any of that publicly. And AJ, since you became GM, you've gone through you've gone through quite a few um, managers and a lot of a lot of different coaches. After this leadership meeting yesterday, do you think that you need to change anything about about how you deal with with staff with the baseball side? Yeah, I mean, again, like I think in you know it's ten years we fired and uh, got fired three managers, you know. So over the course of ten years, um, it's honestly like um, you know I think again in the coaching industry, it's probably probably pretty consistent. I think if you looked around, around the league, um, you know, I, I think from, you know, from, from, from my standpoint, again, like style wise, it's, you know, throughout consistent throughout the organization where it's, um, you know, it's open, it's collaborative. Uh, the best ideas come from all different areas of the room. You know, we try to hire really talented, experienced people. 
and you know and and allow them to to do their job and kind of shape the direction of of you know the different conversations and then we make a decision um you know there can be be disagreement which is always healthy um or can be healthy and then we make a decision on you know whatever issue we're trying to tackle and then we you know kind of set up hey we're gonna we're gonna review it and see how it went so that's the process that we do we do that from the major leagues all the way to the scouting side the minor league side um you know and ultimately something i believe in Last thing, do you think the relationship with, with Bob will be stronger going forward, considering the discussions that you've had over the past couple of days? Yeah, again, I think I think with Bob, like it's it's always healthy to have, you know, to have to have open and honest conversations. I think some of the meeting from Monday, I think that's a little bit overblown, honestly, too. I mean, we do that every year. I mean, Bob and me last year, kind of a very similar conversation following the NLCS. Um, where it's just a, you know, a recap on where things are at, more of a preview of setting things, things up for the future. So, um, you know, again, I think, uh, I think from that standpoint, it's always healthy when you get a chance to sit, sit, sit down and, and talk open and honestly. We do that a lot during the season as well. So, um, you know, I, again, I think, uh, you know, I'm not speaking for Bob, but I know he's, he's excited. Um, you know, it was his words yesterday and, you know, I think again, I think uh, both of us, uh, you know, looking forward to tackling the project of the offseason. Melissa May. Hi, AJ. One thing that was definitely con- uh, consistent for you this season were your fans. You said an all time single uh, season attendance record, also 61 sellouts, including 59 at Peckle Park, also a franchise record. What would you like to say to your uh, fans? And then also, when you hear those numbers, what does that say about your Padres fans? Yeah, I mean, again, I think from from a fan base standpoint, it's incredible the support every single night that our fans uh, that our fans give to our team. I mean, they they're they're passionate about this club. I think it's because they believe in this team. They believe in the players, um, you know. And I think from from the organization standpoint, um, yeah, I think it, we owe it to our fan base to you know to have you know to do everything we can in our power to put a competitive winning product on the field and I take it very serious you know in this job I love you know I love uh you know I love interacting with the fans having conversations I love the back and forth I see on Twitter all the time because it means people care you know and I think that's uh that's uh that's one of the goals that we set out here is you know we we want to make sure this is a team that year in year out people care about people talk about um, and again, I think it's, it's, it means that people really believe that we have a chance to, to win a championship. And when we, you know, when we don't do it, it's, uh, you know, the disappointment is there. Um, and, and obviously when we have, I think it's going to make it even that more special when we, when we do it here in the next few years. And just how does it make you feel that you had, you know, 59 sellout crowds at Peckle Park? I mean, that's got to feel pretty good as a GM. Yeah, I mean, I think again, I think that's a that's a that's a compliment to the whole organization. You know, I think that's uh, you know, I think that's from 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 Eric and his group. That's from the baseball group. That's our scouts, our coaches. It's definitely our players. You know, like people that you know, we have we have we have players that people want to want to come see play. And I think it speaks to a belief that our fans know that uh, that we can win a lot of baseball games. I think those are the two things that people want to come out to see: is talented players do their thing. And, and winning baseball and you know i think uh i think um i think from that standpoint that's uh you know that's 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 a, that's a big part of it and i think it's something that we're all really proud of and you know feel that responsibility to the fan base to make sure that uh that next year we're playing baseball at this time of year bernie wilson yeah jay have you gotten any mandates from ownership about not meddling in bob's job if that was indeed an issue uh, I mean, I haven't. I mean, I think, 
you know, again, I, I can only talk to, you know, I think the, you know, from, from my standpoint, you know, it's, uh, there are, you know, there are conversations. It's, um, you know, I think the, the process for, for myself, it's, you know, about, um, you know, throwing topics on the table, you know, hiring talented people, um, you know, again, like making sure that, uh, that we have a good process for our decisions. We do that up and down throughout the organization. And again, you have to as a, as a GM and, and a manager, there's no organizations where it's like, Hey, the GM does this and the managers that and there's no, you know, there's no collaboration, no togetherness that doesn't work at all. You know? So I think from, from the standpoint, you know, again, I've, I think it's lots of me to give, give Bob his space to do his job as a manager. You know, I, I don't feel like, you know, there's nobody from, from myself or, you know, our front office that, Hey, this is the script. This is how you run the game. Uh, this is the lineup you have to run. I think it's more about, Hey, here's, here's like the, you know, do you have the resources? Here's like, have some conversations, have some questions that are out there. And then when the game comes, it's full support, you know, and that's the way we've gone about it. I think that's healthy. Um, but I, I don't see any teams really that it's like, Hey, the manager and the GM, nobody's, you know, don't talk, let each other do their own, their own thing. I mean, it's a, it's a together thing. It's a we thing. Um, and I think we, you know, I think we, uh, we understand that and know that. And, I think that's that's all part of uh of the last few days as well. A follow up, how did it get to the point that in one of these anonymous reports your relationship with uh Bob was described as a quote unquote civil war? Yeah, I think I think that's again like I think the the anonymous quotes and the you know the unnamed sources it just don't give any you know we don't give any credibility to that and I you know I think uh at the end of the year I didn't say much and Honestly, it's just because we were still in contention. You know, I think with our players and our staff, the focus was how do we, you know, we knew it was a long shot, but it was like, yeah, let, let's keep, let's keep uh, grinding down the stretch and, you know, let's try to get in the postseason. And then we'll talk about it when we get to this point in the offseason. And, you know, I think from my standpoint, a lot's, a lot's been overblown, you know, and I think, uh, you know, I think when, when, uh, when we talk about, like I said, I mean, there are reports, hey, we don't speak and, you know, we're talking, you know, we're talking four or five times a day. Um, you know, personally, there's, you know, I think, uh, you know, we have a friendship and, you know, I, I think that all, all those things are, you know, I don't put a lot of stock into the, uh, into the unnamed reports and sources and stories that are out of context. I think it's hard to comment on anything, any of those things, unless you have real specifics and details and names attached to, uh, to those things. Okay. Final thing for me. Uh, do, you, do you have a game plan with Juan Soto for the off season? Yeah. I mean, again, I think, I think what Juan, um, you know, he obviously, you know, really settled in here this year in year two in Peco. Uh, he's a dynamic offensive force. Um, you know, the ability to get on base and, uh, and do damage is, you know, if not, uh, one of the best, maybe the best in all of baseball. Um, you know, and I think, you know, again, like from our standpoint, um, we'll, we'll go down that path this off season and talk to Juan and his representatives, kind of see where things stand there. Um, because, you know, I think, uh, again, like what he was able to contribute, what he, you know, as he settled in, as the year went on, uh, he was a consistent offensive force, one of the best in the game. And, you know, we'll, we'll have those conversations here, uh, when we get into the off season, kind of seeing where his head is at and figure out if there's some comments. We'll go back to AJ Castle. Yeah. AJ, considering all that, would you consider trading Juan Soto this off season? Yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think, I think, you know, those questions and kind of like the different paths we go, I think that's, you know, I, I think that's, you know, honestly, that's, that's our process over the next couple of weeks is kind of figuring out, 
um, you know, directionally, hey, what's what's out there? What's not? I've we've never been a group that says no to anything. So I wouldn't read into that. That's just kind of like the way we operate. Um, you know, but again, like I think the uh, the first path is going to be to, you know, go down, go down the, the road of having conversation with Juan and, and you know, and and uh, and Scott Boris and kind of seeing where the head is at there. And, you know, we'll we'll look at our roster, like, you know, from from an overall standpoint. But we've got some really core key pieces that are in place going into next year. Juan's a huge part of that in the middle part of the order. Um, you know, and I think, again, like any any uh, as we get into the offseason, um, you know, our first our first uh, our first line of one is trying to see uh, what this looks like with him being part of the Padres going forward. And then just to follow up on what Marty asked, I know you don't comment on specific situations, but it, but uh, Bob would be going into his final season. Can like is that under contract? Is that can you confirm that? Is that the situation right now? Yeah, I think again, like you know, as far as like contract talks, um, you know what that looks like. You know, I think from our standpoint, you know, it's it's something that you know I, I prefer not to comment on, and I do that with with, with everybody when we when we uh, you know those are those are personnel matters, and from a from a company, you know, from an organization standpoint, you know, don't really get into that. But you know, for Bob, he's 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 under contract, and you know, I think uh, we'll leave it at that. Back to Dennis. AJ with Peter Silla recovering from his uh, medical procedure uh, the other month. And uh, I was wondering how involved has he been right now with uh, the decisions you're making and who is making decisions uh, with him, um, you know, now that he's maybe just a little bit less involved than uh, usual. Yeah, I think as, as uh, you know, I think we talked about Peter's engaged in, in, in all these processes. And I think, um, you know, I think from, from uh from that standpoint um you know understand where where peter's at and you know i think it's you know it's also about his recovery and you know uh i think we're all excited to see him back at petco on a regular basis and uh and moving forward with us you've been the uh president and gm for a few years now do you expect that to change or are, are you going to hire or name a gm under you and uh what is that going to look like going forward yeah, I think it's uh, it's something that's been on the table that we've talked about and you know throughout different points last off season and this year. Um, and again, I think the biggest thing for myself conversations I'll have with you know with uh, continue to have with Peter. Um, you know, I think um, you know we just want to have as you know as good a team, as good a leadership team as you can have. And you know, I feel good about the current group. Um, you know, but also always going to be open if we can add somebody in, in place that, uh, somebody brings different experiences to the team, uh, that can help us, uh, you know, perform better on the field and, you know, give us, give us some different perspectives. I'll always be open to that. And I think that's something, again, as we get into the off season, you know, adding to, or, you know, having some different skill sets and people that, uh, that contribute. And I think we'll, we'll continue having those conversations, uh, as we get into the next couple of months. And last thing for me, if you don't mind, it's uh, as you mentioned, it's been almost ten years for you. Uh, a few different manager changes, a lot of coaching staff changes, as uh, as Marty mentioned. Uh, why, in your opinion, are you the right person to keep leading the ship going forward? Yeah, I mean, again, I think um, you know we've you know the, the really since twenty twenty, I think the idea was hey, use use uh, you, you know use you know be in a position where every single year in year 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 and year out, we have a competitive team that's. Um, you know, that, that they can play into October. And, you know, last year we played, you know, we were able to get to, uh, to the LCS for the first time since 98. Um, you know, I think as a GM, you try to establish that, 
you know, we have a core group. I think our, our, you know, our marching orders and, you know, I, I think what we're from a philosophy standpoint, you know, you get, you get core players, key players that we think are supremely talented and make sure they're here for a while. You know, we believe in those guys and that may mean that certain seasons or, you know, portions of seasons, there's some up and down, but over the course of a six or seven year period, you know, um, when you come to see the Padres, you're going to see guys like Tatis and Machado and Cronenworth and Darvish and Musgrove. Um, and then you got to supplement that with, um, you know, with, uh, you know, with talented young players. And I think we've shown the ability to, you know, um, you know, to, to, to have players in the system that, um, you know, that, that are talented and perform. And, um, you know, I think when you, when you add those things up, I think, um, you know, a team that's been competitive at the big league level, um, you know, with a fan base that's, that's excited, that wants to come out and see a team play. Um, you know, and then a farm system that, uh, you know, that, that, that has been productive. Um, you know, I think those, those are things that, I mean, not specific for me, those things for, for any GM that, uh, I think that, that that's what you try to accomplish and, and provide to an organization. We have time for a couple more questions. We'll go to Kyle Glazer. You're on mute, Kyle. Hey, AJ, given that it would have been seven losing seasons in nine years without this furious finish, and you guys have never had a 90-win team in those nine years, have there been any conversations about philosophical changes to Major League roster construction? Uh, I mean, we're always talking about, you know, like best best practices, best ways to do things, you know, how to be best in class. Again, I mean, I think, uh, you know, for us, like, you know, um, you know I think that's that those are always conversations. I, you know, I think obviously the – the first few years, you know, I think we were pretty realistic that we were in a rebuilding situation. And I think the marching orders, Hey, when we get to 20, we want to have a team year in year out that can, uh, that contend for a world series title. And, you know, so far, like, again, we've been in the playoffs a couple of times, two times, and, you know, it's fallen short two times. So, you know, again, I think, uh, I think for us, uh, we want to be there every single year. We want to be in October every year. So, um, you know, I think again, we finished the year very strong and it's a, testament to our players you know that uh we didn't you know we didn't quit there was no quit in that group and that's something that you know again we'll look to build off of for next year um you know but uh yeah i think the marching orders every year you know go play in october we've done it a couple times we've fallen short a few times we'll learn from it and you know if that means we got to make some changes we will but ultimately um you know that's that's what we're looking to try to do just to follow up as you guys go through those self-evaluation processes is there or anything you guys have identified that you feel like you need to improve upon specifically? I mean, again, like I think with this, you know, with, with this year's big league team, I think we felt like, you know, from a talent standpoint, um, you know, we had some, you know, some, I think yeah, you're going to win it. You, know, you look at the playoff teams, you got to have your, your, you know, the players that you're relying on and counting on to have, you know, to have, you know, have seasons that are consistent with the, you know, with, with, with what they've done in the past where you think they, they're capable of doing going forward. And, you know, I think one of the things this year, we just didn't quite have that from our, from our top guys, you know, and I think that's, uh, that's something that we'll, we'll talk about. Hey, how do we make sure we're very prepared for the season? How do we make sure we put them in environments where they're going to perform and, and succeed? Um, you know, if we think that the mix has to change a little bit, we'll do that. But, you know, again, like I, we've seen it just as recently as last year, a team that was one step away from the World Series with a pretty similar mix. Um, you know, I, I think, I think we have the talent to, uh, to win a World Series here. I think it's, probably refining a few things to make sure we're ready to roll when the season starts. Thank you. We'll wrap up here with John Howard. 
Uh, AJ, one question. I think one of the frustrating things for the fans is to see an outfielder bat 184 through an entire season and then the next year come back, bat 198. And rather than ask you, will Trent Grisham be back? I want to ask you if a player bats 184 is welcome back, holds the starting job the entire year, bats 198. Does that send a message to the other players that underachieving is acceptable? Yeah, I mean, I think I think with Grish, um, you know, again, I think um, you know he'll be the first to tell you that the last two years offensively, um, you know, he's capable of more, and you know, obviously we feel like he's capable of more. Um, you know, clearly, like with, with Trent, he's a you know he's he plays defense on a Gold Glove clip. Um, you know, so I think that's you know both sides of the ball. That's that's part of the of the equation with Trent. But clearly for us and for Trent, this offseason is. You know, he's had, you look back at 2020, he was a huge part of what we did in 21. I think it's, it's getting him into a place where, you know, he, he's, we're seeing more of that version of Trent Grisham here you know, next year, uh, because what he's able to do defensively and, and, you know, in center field and Petco is a real thing. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, the offensive improvement component for him, it's something that we've got to, we've got to make sure we get right going forward. And, uh, I think he'll be the first to tell you that. And that'll be a big goal for us this offseason. All right. Thanks, AJ. Appreciate your time. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate you joining us today. Thank you, AJ. And we'll all see you uh, sometime very soon. Have a great day. All right. That concludes the uh, AJ Preller uh, Zoom press conference out uh, from his officers association. Some of my uh, takeaways. Uh, number one, AJ Preller, even though he wasn't there, said Bob Melvin's coming back. Uh, nobody asked him, which kind of surprised me. Nobody asked them, uh, where's Bob Melvin today? But he said that Bob Melvin is coming back. AJ talked about the team did not fire on all cylinders, uh, missed opportunities. He feels there's incredible talent. Uh, in the organization, both on the field and in the front office, in the organization on the business side as well. He goes, we're going to learn from this year and grow from it. Uh, Kevin Acey uh, asked him about the Bob Melvin situation, and apparently they've met in the last couple of days. I thought it was interesting that Bob Melvin wasn't there today, considering he was there a year ago. Uh, A.J. Casavell from MLB.com brought up the point, uh, what changes need to be made? And A.J. Preller said he wouldn't comment on that. Uh, he did uh, mention that uh, Blake Snell and Josh Hader, they will talk to them. Uh, when uh, asked about Juan Soto, uh, he uh, really didn't give a definitive answer whether or not they're going to try to sign him during this offseason. So we're going to open the phone lines up. We do have Bill Center going to join us at one thirty-five today. Bill was on this uh, Zoom call. We'll get his opinion on what was said. Uh, I, I don't know if we really learned anything, to be honest with you. I mean, I think it was, it was nice that uh, we heard from the president of baseball operations and general manager, A.J. Perl. And that was another thing uh, someone asked about is, is uh, you know, you've seen other organizations. They have a, a head of baseball operations. And then they have a general manager, and A.J. said the Padres have, you know, talked uh, about that. And that would be the middleman, really, uh, between uh, the manager and the uh, president of baseball operations. But, uh, you know, we'll we'll see what ends up happening here. But uh, he, he said Bob Melvin's coming back. I just think it, I don't know, for me, and I'm not trying to be a conspiracy uh, theorist here because that's not who I am. But I thought it was kind of interesting the manager wasn't there today. I, I really thought that to be a little bit odd. But And I also thought the Zoom was a little bit odd, considering the Padres have done it uh, last year out of COVID. Uh, we did it with 
AJ Preller and Bob Melvin. 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973. Braden, there were a lot of things said, but, uh, you know, I don't know if we know any more right now than we did before that, to be honest with you. No, but that's kind of how typical press conferences go with, with, with AJ Preller. I mean, he just kind of, he kind of talks in, in circles a lot. You have to, Really pay attention and hone in on a couple of things that he says to to try to get anything out of it. But um, you know, he did mention that that Bob Melvin is is the uh, Padres manager and looks forward to working with him uh, in the next year. And you know, so that was kind of a a big piece of news um, to come out, and everybody ran with that. Um, that was asked very early on in the press conference, so um, I think that is 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 notable information. I don't necessarily know that guarantees the fact that Bob Melvin will be back, but I think the Padres are expecting him to be back because the follow-up question was, if Bob Melvin has opportunities elsewhere, would you let him pursue those opportunities? And 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 AJ didn't like say no. He he left it open and like he usually does, and kind of talked himself into circles on that. So um, obviously, if that if 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 Bob Melvin is granted an opportunity to interview with another team. Um, that's the writing on the wall that the Padres don't really care if he leaves or not. If he, they do not grant that, then for sure um, he's coming back next year. So those are two of the things early on that, that really stood out to me. Um, A.J. Preller denied and kind of talked around the different questions that Bernie Wilson asked when it came to the relationship that A.J. Preller has with Bob Melvin. I thought that was very interesting, um, but not surprising. I mean, I, I, A.J.'s not going to sit there and be like, yeah, we have a terrible relationship and things don't work out. So um, I was kind of par for the course. The, the, the one question and answer that I thought was the most interesting, and A.J. went on to say, like he didn't deny it, but he went on to say we've, we've discussed this before, is his role as just being president of baseball and hiring a different general manager. Now, I don't necessarily know if that means anything in baseball nowadays because most teams are run by their president and they happen to have a general manager. And I don't necessarily know who's really calling the shots in a lot of these organizations when that is the case. But I do find it very interesting that they've talked about that. And maybe that's a reason why Bob Melvin wants to come back. You put a guy in the middle between A.J. Preller and Bob so they're not just going at it all the time. I think that could be a recipe for success. Now, overall, the top guy usually is a checks and balances guy, but maybe a guy underneath Preller in between Bob could be the middleman that they need to to kind of mend that relationship. They didn't say they were definitely going to hire a general manager. They didn't say they definitely were not. I mean, it's kind of open-ended like a lot of the uh, A.J. Preller answers were, um, but I thought that was very significant. And then again, you know, not not very surprising. They said they talked to... Josh Hader and, and Blake Snell, those are great players, and they're going to be, you know, they do really good at their job. And, um, you know, Blake Snell gets you to October, and Josh Hader's going to be a, a Hall of Famer. But, you know, he said, we're going to, you know, the, the usual answers of we're going to try to find the best 26 guys to, to win a World Series. And then the last thing on Juan Soto, um, again, he left it open ended. Based on what he said, I would, I would get the feeling that he's trying to re sign him. They said that. Um, they're looking at a contract extension. We know what it's like for to deal with the Scott Boris uh, client coach. I mean, the Padres have done it a lot, and maybe A.J. Preller's got a trick up his sleeve or two to, to be able to do that. But it sounds like what we've been expecting, they're going to at least try to extend them, and then they're open to trades. But they've, like A.J. Preller has said, they're open to a lot of different things. So 
Um, I think that's pretty par for the course on the answer there. That's that's kind of my overall synopsis of what happened. Um, you know, a lot of the hard hitting questions were not really answered. They were kind of vaguely answered, and then a lot of the the easier questions were straight up answers from AJ Preller. But um, overall, like you said, do you think we've learned anything new that we didn't already know going into it? The only thing I would say is. I think the chances of Bob Melvin coming back increase a little bit, but I don't think they're 100%. Well, I'm not convinced he's coming back uh, after uh, today. I would have felt a lot more confident that Bob was coming back if he was sitting on that Zoom call. I think so, too. I think that would be a major thing. Uh, that would have that would have definitely would have been. Are you telling. surprised that somebody didn't ask somebody? You know, where's Bob today? I don't know why nobody asked that. I mean, that's such a simple question. I mean, because probably could have been like he's on vacation, or probably could have been like he's at his house or whatever, or he had an appointment he's that he had surfing. to do. Yeah, what you know? But I did find that very odd. I mean, it was the only the I only see, I see representation Bob being a was AJ Preller. <laughs> See, on, the, huh? on the longboard, the paddleboard, yeah, paddleboard guy down in PB, man. Go paddleboard Mission Beach. Huh? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know why nobody asked that. I mean, hats off to Bernie Wilson for asking the hard questions. I mean, he asked probably the three hardest questions that needed answers for, and um, I didn't necessarily know you got any answers out of it, but uh, at least he asked them. I, I hope he uh, afterwards he got off, and you know, I hope he was able to you know invite AJ once again to our holiday party on December first. I don't think he's coming this year, Coach. You don't think he's coming this <laughs> no, year? No, I don't. <laughs> you know what? I, I got to tell you something. I like AJ, though. I, I, I like AJ coming. a lot, to be honest with you. And I've said that numerous times. And, you know, you sit there around a table, have a beer, and talk ball with him. It's a lot of fun. He's a good guy. He's not a bad guy. I like AJ, but I don't have to work for AJ. Right. So that, that might be a, a major difference there. And the fact that I don't have to work for AJ or in the front office with him is probably a good thing. But every time that he has take the time to go on our show and usually we get him on in person i mean he shakes our hands and he's really cool and nice and we were talking about the the padres a couple of times during winter meetings where he walked by and he was giving us hand signals on whether or not he agreed or disagreed with what we we're talking about with a smile on his face so um i think overall he's a he's a good dude he's been good to us um oh, but absolutely. at the same time you know I, and it's it's there's a lot of great people in baseball and in sports but it's a results-based business, and if you're not oh, getting is. the results done, then then you're not you're not in the business for very long. That's why the NFL has the uh, the saying "not for long." So, um, you know, and again, nothing personal. It's just business, and in in the business of sports, business is winning, and they're not they're currently not winning. Well, you know what? At least all they had at the end of the season press conference, and now After we got something, said something to chew on. And uh, you know, and in, in, in fairness to AJ, and I was one you know, I always try to be fair and balanced. I mean, he really cannot talk on contract. You know, they asked him about Bob Melvin's contract, uh, you know, uh, going in next year. He can't, you know, professionally, that's not a good thing to be talking about. Just say, hey, you know, uh, you know, uh, we got an ongoing conversation going with Bob or, you know, whatever. But you're not going to say, oh, yeah, we're going to make sure we sign him before spring training. You're not going to do that. You're not no. going to do that. And, you know, as far as the players, Snell and Hader, you got to say, hey, you know, we're going to talk to him. There's interest here with the organization. You can't say, now we're not going to re-sign those guys. Thanks for being Padres. Good luck. Because that would be a bad look. That would be a really bad look. they they got to make some kind of offer to the guys. I would imagine so. Plus, you don't want to... A lot of with these nego- I mean, it's negotiations. You don't want to give up your your thought process. That's you don't right. want to. You don't want to tell everybody your hand, coach. I mean, you might be if you say you're not interested, and then people won't believe that uh, you are interested, and and vice versa. When you're trying to maybe get a better deal for your ball club. Well, Brayden, I'll, I'll be honest with you. 
Only thing I was really, because there, there's so many things that have to be unpacked from this baseball season. You know, three days afterwards, you know, you're, you're not going to get a lot of uh, stuff you can really chew on. The only thing I was looking forward to hearing today was the status of Bob Melvin. He said he's coming back, but where's Bob? I mean, where's Waldo here? I mean, where is where's he? Bob? We haven't heard from Bob Melvin. No, we have not heard anything out of Bob Melvin. Or didn't know where he was today. I don't know. And last year, we talked about it before earlier on the show. Last year, it was in-person press conference, and both Bob and AJ were there. And this year, it wasn't. It was a little different. And last year, we got a little bit more of a notice. And this year, it was kind of like, hey, look, we're on Zoom two hours before they do the press conference, Coach. Yeah, I just want to remind everyone and thank them. Uh, today's commercial-free coverage of the Padres in the season press conference uh, was presented by your San Diego Toyota Dealer Association. We appreciate that. We're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we're going to get out to, I would imagine, a lot of uh, very interesting opinions after that Zoom press conference. Our phone number is 833 288 0973-833-288-0973. Coach John Kinter, we're headed to 2 o'clock in the Gwen and Chris program today, right here on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, Zoom press conference here on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, we want to hear from you, folks. We want to hear from you and give us your opinion on A.J. Preller, what he had to say to the media. Uh, the only thing I was really interested in hearing was whether or not Bob Melvin's coming back. He said he's coming back, but Bob wasn't there. 
So I don't know if that means anything or not. I'll let you decide on that. Hey, I also want to remind everyone, primetime NFL games are available free from Westwood One and live here at 97.3 The Fan on the Odyssey app. Uh, Tomorrow, you can listen to the Bears and the Commanders. And next Monday, the Packers and Raiders right here on 97.3 The Fan at 4.30 or simply download the Odyssey app and search for 97.3 The Fan at kickoff. All right, we're going to get your reaction. We got Bill Center going to join us at one thirty-five, but we got a good, uh, good almost hour to take your phone calls, and then we'll get to Bill and get his opinion. He's been through a lot of press conferences over the year. Get his uh, thoughts on what AJ Preller had to say today. Kathy in Los Angeles, welcome to the John Cantero Show. Kathy, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. I'm sitting here watching uh, the Texas Tampa Bay game and. Can't believe how there's hardly anybody. Well, not hardly anybody, but there's, but it's not jam full of fans, which is kind of sad. But well, it's very anyway, sad. But hopefully, they're going to get that brand new ballpark, and maybe some things will change. But yeah, they. Uh, I mean, when you're getting less than twenty thousand uh, fans for a playoff game, uh, you got to kind of wonder where your franchise is at with that community. Yeah, I mean, isn't Miami the same way where nobody goes to the games? Yeah, pretty much. But uh, let's talk about the Padres. What do you think about A.J. Preller, what he had to say? Well, luckily I was able to call in and, and, and Braden put me on hold because the app kind of went out on us right before the the conference started. So at least I was able to hear the last part of it. And I'm happy that uh, Bo Mill is going to be back because I did not want to see him leave because my fear was, Yorker, who are we going to get? Who would we get to replace him? Nobody that would be good for this franchise, and that was my biggest concern: if they were going to get rid of him, or if he was going to leave, what we we were going to get instead. Don't you find it kind of odd that Bob Melvin wasn't there today? Um, he was there last year. Yeah, but last year we also went to the playoffs. But I mean, who knows what's going on? And. It, with me, with everything that's been going on, it's all the speculation. That's what it has been bothering me the most. Everybody's, oh, this is going to happen. Well, that's going to happen. This was said. That was said. And I know you have contacts and have told told you some stuff, and I trust that a little bit more. They're in, in you know, the know with that. But I don't like all the speculation. No, I, I don't. I, I like everybody to, to go about their business in harmony, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, yeah. we, we can't uh, bury our head in the sand on this situation either. No, definitely not. But um, hopefully, I mean, I know what it's like working with somebody that you can't stand. I've been there. Been there. Done it. It's, I think we all know, have You're not going to get along with their, Yeah, yeah, because you're not going to get along with anybody, with everybody. But you still got to work with that person. Well, you and work with them until you find another job, right? <laughs> Kathy, I'll let you go. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate that. Yeah, you work with them. Kind of uh, Braden, Bill Wurndell's old philosophy, you will be tolerated until you can be replaced. That's a fact, Coach, in all, <laughs> all aspects of life. <laughs> uh, good point. Douglas in San Diego next up on the John Quintero Show. How are you doing today? Yeah. I think what happened is, like, somebody abused the system. Hey, Douglas, are you there? I think we lost Douglas. I think Douglas was uh, talking to some. Maybe he was talking he to. He was on a phone call talking on our phone call. Yeah, I think he. Multiple uh, phone calls. Sounded like he was pretty intense, too. That's right. 
Well, Douglas, if you're out there, give us a call back. Love to hear from you. How about Daniel in San Diego? Daniel, welcome to 97.3 The Fan. How are you doing today? Coach, what's up, buddy? How are you, man? Oh, I'm doing okay. What do you make of what Adrian had to say today? I don't know. I'm a little tripped out by Douglas all of a sudden. That, that was interesting. Uh, yeah, Douglas was you know, fired I, up, man. I, I looked like he had his game <laughs> face on on a Wednesday. I like it. But a uh, big fan of uh, you and Braden and everything you guys do. Longtime San Diego guy. Thank and, you, you, Daniel. Know, I've called Thank him a few you. times. Uh, Josh Womack's my cousin, as well as Sean O'Sullivan. So local, right. local family powerhouse. Ah, a couple of good Diego. ball players. Good guys, too. Yeah, the best guys. But, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a salesman by day, and like everyone else in San Diego, a uh, full-time Twitter baseball manager at night. When, when <laughs> right. um, and to me, that press conference, that was AJ being a salesman in a board meeting. And what I mean by that is he left everything open-ended. He gave you more or less what you wanted to hear by not giving you definitive answers because I'm with you. It speaks volumes me that Bob wasn't there um you know I, I think they are probably going to look at potentially trading him I know as weird as that sounds but if memory serves correct isn't that how we we brought Bob in was via a trade no it wasn't a via trade they they allowed him to come down here they were going to go through a rebuilding uh process up there and they you know they let him out just because you know, he'd been a good soldier up there for all those years, and they knew they were going to go through a lot of losing, and they didn't want to put him through that. So they gave him an opportunity uh, if a job uh, came open to interview it, interview for it. And I know Peter Seidler, I want to say that, and I think I got this right, Peter called, I think, the owner, and I think it was John Fisher who takes all the heat for what's going on up there, but I believe Peter called John Fisher and asked for permission, and then, you know, Billy Bean obviously got involved in that, and that that's how it got worked out. They let him come down here. I mean, they love Bob Melvin up there, and, and Mark Kotze was, you know, one of his right-hand men up there along with Ryan Christensen, so, but they, they let him out, and uh, he came down here, and there was no compensation. Got it. Okay, I don't know why I thought they traded for him, but last thing I have is, you know, I'm just curious. Why do you think it is that nobody asked him or really dug in on the Grisham thing? And, you know, they, they said, what do you make of it, Grisham? You know, 184 last year, 190, whatever it is this year. But to me, why, why don't we ever ask the question? You know, AJ was talking about how prideful he is on player development. It feels like the Dodgers seem to get more out of any guy they bring in their players that come to the big league level seem to produce. Meanwhile, we do not see that on the flip end. I mean, Rich Hill, obviously, that was a, a splash in the pan. You're trying to take a shot on a, a veteran guy. Same thing with Choi. But last year, Josh Bell seemed like he really struggled. Well, Curry, you know, you, you can make the argument he should have been brought back, but it's just one of those things. I wonder why we don't ever ask him those questions. Well, you know, uh, everybody has their own agenda and what direction they want to go in those interviews. You know, I, I want to bring this up. Uh, when uh, Trent Grisham broke into the big leagues, he had 156 at-bats with Milwaukee in 2019, hit 231. 
with the Padres in the pandemic year, and I think if you look at those numbers, uh, most of the people, uh, they, they got the benefit of playing against the same teams pretty much week in and week out. He hit two fifty one. That's his career high right now. His career batting average after hitting one eighty four and one ninety eight each of the last two years in a full time role. He's a two sixteen career hitter. And and this was uh let's see, one, two, three, four Fifth year in the big league, so that, that's who he is. I mean, when you've got uh, as many at-bats as he has, he has over 1,700 big league at-bats. That's who he is. Agreed. 100% agreed. And, you know, that, that to me is the, the one key position that has to be upgraded. You can find anyone to play defense. I know that sounds laughable. The guys want a, a couple of gold gloves, but you've got to get more at the bottom of the lineup. Yeah, you know, you know what would have been a, a really good follow up. And again, I wasn't on the Zoom call because I'm trying to, you know, uh, hear and, and I got to go right back on as soon as he's done. What would have been an interesting question, and I'll let you go on this one, Daniel, was you know you talk about Grisham and you know whether Grisham's going to be back or not. The follow up should have been, well, have you thought about putting Fernando in center field full time? Not ask uh, Fernando. You thought about putting Fernando in center. How about putting Fernando in center full time? You're asking a direct question. You may have gotten a, a fairly direct answer on that one, but we'll we'll see where it goes with Bob Melvin. I'm still. Not 100% convinced he's coming back, but, you know, maybe he is, and I hope he is, because I like uh, Bob Melvin. I like him here managing my hometown ball club. Daniel, thank you very much for that phone call. That opens up another line at 833-288-0973. Let's get out to Celeste in San Diego. Celeste, welcome to the John Contreras Show. What's going on? Hi, Coach. How you doing? I'm doing very well, Celeste. What did you think? Well... I have a, I, I'm at a loss for words at the moment, and this is why. I don't know if this is really sink in with everybody or resonates with everybody, but this season, this past season, is one of the worst failures in MLB history, the biggest appointments, disappointments in MLB history. And the fact of the matter is, when something like that happens, heads got to roll. Somebody's got to be accountable. The fact that we're sitting here three days after the season is over, still contemplating whether Bob's coming back whether AJ is coming back, who's gonna, who, what are we going to do, who are they going to keep. It's like, come on, if this is like a Jerry Jones or an Al Davis, somebody's head would have rolled by now. Somebody's got to be accountable for this failure, and the fact that nobody has been held accountable for this is the reason why this team failed in the first place. Lack of leadership, lack of direction, lack of uh, decision-making. It just blows my mind that we're even talking about this right now. It's something should have happened by now. So Peter Seidler's money got wasted last year. We did nothing with his money. We wasted it all. And the fact that he's saying he's backing management still and, like, not upset, where's the anger? Where is the disappointment? Where is the, you know, being pissed off? Because to me, because we don't have that, that is the complete example of why this team failed as a whole to begin with. So I just can't believe that we're even contemplating these questions and that we have to contemplate these questions because to me it's a joke. It's well, a joke. the Padres have made it. their decision. I mean, they, they made the decision. A.J. Preller's coming back, and according to A.J. Preller, Bob Melvin's coming back. Well, it sounds like everybody's still not sure if Bob's coming back. Are you are you one hundred percent positive Bob Melvin's coming back with him not being a, a part of this press conference no. today? No, and that's what I'm talking about. Where's the decision making? You're telling us one thing, but we but, but something else will happen. So this is again just a total example of why this organization 
does not have a winning culture and failed. We don't have leadership. We need to figure this out. And A.J. Preller isn't the one to do it. He's had 10 seasons to figure it out. He can get good players, but he doesn't know how to build a team, a chemistry. That's the problem. So no one sees that. We're just, we're, next year is going to be just as bad as this one. I'm sorry. I'm just very frustrated. No, I, I understand it. And I, that's why we have a talk show. That's why we have a talk show yeah. so people can, you know, get their feelings out and we comment on it. Yeah. You know, uh, the, like I, I said, Celeste, and thanks for the phone call. Really appreciate it. Uh, he who has the gold rules. I mean, the owner, hey, let's face it. Peter Seidler's done one hell of a job here. He has spent a lot of money. And like Celeste said, a lot of that money was wasted this year because they didn't win. Ball didn't bounce our way for a variety of reasons. Not a deep roster. Uh, some of the big boys didn't have the years you'd anticipate. I mean, that's baseball. That's going to happen. Because you have a bad year doesn't mean you got to fire everybody. Okay? I, I do believe in continuity. The one thing that I do agree with Peter Seidler on, I, I believe in continuity. But continuity only takes us so far. And at some point in time, there need to be changes. And I guess he felt right now... This is not the time to make changes. But, you know, at some point in time, uh, you, you only get so many cracks at the apple. And if you don't get it done for whatever reason, there are a lot of great baseball people that get fired. Whether they're general managers, managers, pitching coaches, hitting coaches, there are a lot of great baseball guys that get fired. And, you know, kind of my thoughts on that, if you haven't been fired in baseball, you probably haven't been coaching or managing very long or working as a general manager very long. I mean, from the day you get a job as a coach or manager or general manager, someday it's going to probably end, not the way you would like it to. But Peter Seidler, and and I don't, I don't necessarily think they've finished their investigation yet. I mean, I, I don't think that they could, uh, from a, a press a briefing that came out in a statement on Monday morning at 8.01 that I got it in my inbox, I can't believe by 9.40 when I was made aware of the Zoom press conference, I can't believe that they did that deep dive into their organization. I think it's an ongoing situation. Our phone number, 833-288-0973. Raphael, Imperial Beach. I know he's got a comment. Raphael, welcome to 97.3 The Fan. How are we doing again today? I'm back, Coach. Uh, well, it looks like our answer has been questioned. I mean, our, our question has been answered, but, you know, Melvin's back. But I got to give props to uh, Marty Castle. She just went straight for the jugular and pretty much called out A.J. Preller about, you know, the, the leadership. And then that kind of that broke the ice. And then, you know, everybody else followed. Yeah, too. Bernie so, Wilson uh, hit him pretty good. I mean, uh, when uh, and I was looking at A.J.'s face when Bernie Wilson hit him with a question or two. And, uh, man, he was uh, he was going around in circles till he could kind of figure out exactly how he wanted to answer it. Yeah, you know, I, I, if I were to been him, he should have been well prepared. That question's going to come out because he even said, you know, he tried to, you know, put it on notice like, hey, I, you know, I'm hearing, I've read that, you know, there's this, you know, drama going on between me and, and Bob Melvin. And, you know, I don't know if he squashed it or he just, you know, kind of did a temporary answer and just say, hey, you know, things are great, whatever, you know, we have a healthy communication, you know, whether he was purposely avoiding that question and try to answer it, or he was just, you know, quickly trying to answer that question. But 
then it went, and then after that, then it went into, you know, Juan Soto, Josh Hader, you know, um, Blake Snell. And he, I mean, he said, well, we won't know until November until the budget comes out. Now, is that because Major League Baseball, you know, telling Peter Schaller, hey, this is how much you guys are going to be able to spend? No, no, not not at all. You know, the way it works, first of all, they're going to have to have their their budget uh, rare and to go because once the World Series is over, five days after the World Series, you can start signing free agents. And the World Series, I think, finish up, I want to say... And I don't have the schedule in front of me. I think Game 7 of the World Series might be on November 1st. So if it is November 1st, and I'll, I'll get that during the break and get the actual day, but I think it's November 1st, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, then it would be the 6th of November, free agency would more than likely start. Okay, you know, I guess that's where now we're going to be kind of like hoping – Everybody stays, you know. Yeah, well, you know what, Raphael? Here's the deal. Okay, they know what they're going to do. Okay, I'm telling you right now, they they know what they're going to do six months from now. They can talk about the budget all they want. They have a pretty good idea what direction they're going to go. There may be a tweak here, a tweak there, but let me tell you, you you better not be sleeping at the switch, Uh, and they're not sleeping at the switch. If anything, AJ is always ahead of the game. He's not going to get left in the starting gate. Uh, He's telling you, you know, what maybe people want to hear out there. They know exactly what they're doing. Uh, I guarantee that 100%. And, again, as far as Bob Melvin, um, you know, I would like to have seen and heard from him a little bit today, but, you know, that that didn't work out. Yeah, I know a lot of people were kind of like the last color. Wow, she, uh, you know, she was pretty livid about it, but, you know, it is what it is. Like you said, it's not a perfect world, but, you know, I mean – you know, like I said, the question's been answered, so Melvin will be back, so at least that's rest assured for us. So, anyways, have a good day, Coach. Thanks for uh, um, everything that you do in Braden, so I'll talk to you guys soon. All righty, Rafael. I very much uh, appreciate that. I'm looking for Bob Melvin. Is he in California? Is he in Arizona? Where is Bob Melvin? I don't know where Bob Melvin is. Huh? He's coming back to manage the Padres. That's what they said. Okay, you're going to be ready. Maybe for he's already day? in Peoria, getting huh? ready for the spring training. Got to start early, coach. Remember, they Padres and Dodgers play the first games of the 2024 season in Korea. Yeah, and that that's a problem for me because uh, you know we got our third baseman rehabbing an elbow injury. It's not a problem for you that the game might be at three in the morning. We got to announce time on those games yet. Hey, whatever it's going to do uh, to help the ball club. All right, you got pre and post that night for Sammy. You that, can do that's it a long ways to go for only two baseball <laughs> I games, know. I might add. Two games that count, then back for more exhibition games that don't count, Coach. All right, when we come back, more reaction to A.J. Preller's press conference. You heard it live right here on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Hey, it's Coach John Cantera. Thanks for downloading and listening to the John Cantera Show. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen and favorite us on the Odyssey app. You can always listen live weekdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.